Looking for work, better pay, better work environment? We can help. Call Kelly Jobs today at 502-425-7131 to speak with a recruiter today. Score a better job with us. Call 502-425-7131 or visit kellyjobs.com. That's kellyjobs.com. Tired of jumping from job to job? How about a career in a recession-proof industry where you can make a difference and help create a healthier living and working environment? The pest management industry gives you the opportunity to work with more independence. OPC Pest Services will give you a chance to grow with advancement. Come be a part of our team at OPC Pest Services. Apply online at opcpest.com careers. That's opcpest.com careers. For the drive with Mark Ennis, presented by Fitness Market on 93.9 The Ville. Fitness Market is Louisville's premier location for home and commercial fitness equipment and electric bikes. Find them online at thefitnessmarket.com. Now here's Mark Ennis and Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into the drive here on 93.9 The Bill. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here on a Friday. You guys, keep your eyes open. Be careful. Don't ignore uh, any warnings today here. The kind of a crazy weather day uh, here. We want to hold on to all of you uh, if possible. So please uh, be careful here. Looks like Notre Dame is going to hold on uh, and win this one against NC State mm-hmm. in the women's ACC basketball tournament. They're up five. With 10 seconds to go, but certainly look like uh, they're in good shape there. Uh, and so that would mean Louisville will take on this Notre Dame team that they just played last Sunday uh, tomorrow at uh, in Greensboro at, what, at noon mm-hmm. uh, tomorrow in that one. That would be your matchup of uh, Louisville and Notre Dame tomorrow as long as they are uh, able to hold on here up 65-60 with 10 seconds to go. And it's a, a third crack at somebody. Don't get those often. I'll take it. Yeah. I think Jeff would take it, too. No, I think this was the best-case scenario. I mean, you get another chance to to play Notre Dame. You've played them twice. You know, they're still without Olivia Miles. They're extremely formidable without her. Um, But more importantly, it gives you the best opportunity to build your resume and possibly, you know, level up, get another seed line. And that's what the uh, goal is at this point. You know, obviously you want to win an ACC tournament, but the the, – the benefit of these wins is is a better seat in the AC or in the NCAA tournament. So, hopefully, uh, they can pull it off tomorrow, and they'll see maybe a Duke or a Virginia Tech in the uh, in the ACC tournament final. I think this Louisville women's team is one of those the proverbial uh, teams. They're going to be lowly uh, seated, but whoever are the like the the one two three four whatever seeds in their region are going to be pissed that they're in their region yeah right like they're gonna be a six seed and the the three is gonna be like that's not fair yeah right like that like that's how that's gonna work uh especially if they're able to say take care of business and win tomorrow or win the acc tournament for crying out loud like that would do a lot i think for them but we had the caller before we took the uh the top of the hour break there kevin who I think rightly sang the praises of the women's team for their effort uh, today and said he wished he could see this on the men's side from this group. And without trying to say more than we're saying, obviously, wholly agree. What we saw today, would love to see that on a regular basis from the men's team. But I did want to like to just chill out for about one thing. Like, we haven't even seen this all year from the women's team. Like, this was good effort, and they bust their asses today. But Jeff has killed them this year multiple times for not doing that. But what we saw today, yeah, I'd love to see that from uh, from the men's team more regularly or close to all the time. This is also Jeff's, what, 17th year at Louisville? 16th, yeah. Or 16th. He's been doing this a really long time. He's, as the head coach... And that's a, it's a different seat, it's a different role. I don't, you know, I'm sure he would tell you he's a lot better coach than he was when he started, even though he obviously started quite well uh, here at Louisville. And yeah, we'll see if Kenny coaches improve as coaches too. 
And next year, he's got to improve a lot. See, I understand that there's natural comparisons. And I think what the thing with the women's team this year is physical effort's pretty much always there, but mentally they've checked out a few times. And that's been their biggest issue this year. Just mental mistakes, silly turnovers, lazy passes. Like when they're playing poorly, those are the things that happen. Um, giving up offensive rebounds, those type of things, and defensive. Like about halfway through the year when Mikasa, you know, was inserted in the starting lineup and took the reins, like the defensive intensity got better, uh, the rebounding got better, uh, turnovers have, have still been a, an occasional issue, but they've been better than the first half of the year. And that's the thing, like people see players like Mikasa and Olivia and, and, and Haley and the first thing you think of is not effort, right? Like effort's not the issue. Mikasa is the poster child for that. Um, it, it's been the, the mental lapses this year. But I always try to avoid doing too much. It's natural, but doing too much comparison just because it almost does a disservice to either side. Like especially – like people are always saying things, and it's it comes from a good place, but like I wish Jeff would just coach the men. And it's like, man – like we got a we got a program over here you know and we i'd love to analyze them separately without constant comparisons of the men but i understand it is natural i get it um but like you said it hasn't been a consistent thing this year for the women's team that's why we've got 10 losses like they're they're good and they're on the edge of of being very good uh and i think that they might be putting it together at the right time but i will say that the the biggest constant concern with them hasn't for me been physical effort and jeff the thing is like jeff's had <laughs> Sorry, Mark, like a long <laughs> no 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 it's just jeff's had a, a long time to sort of fine-tune yes getting that you know out of a team and, and all that sort of thing and he knows how to uh, push buttons like you're saying yeah. right Right, and and from the role as the head coach, and this is this is just one of those areas where I don't expect Kenny to be a fifteen-year super successful head coach in year one, but that doesn't mean that that what happened this year was okay. You know, it's got to be. It should have been better this year. Yeah. But I'm not expecting the world. You know, year year one. I, I have room in my heart for Kenny growing as a head coach. Right. I get that. I, and then, honestly, those comparisons come around. I think that Mikasa Robinson is probably like the worst thing that ever happened to anybody else that plays basketball oh, yeah. like in the area because everyone's just like, well, look at Mikasa. Look what she does. You know, <laughs> like, I can't you play like her all the time? It's like Rudy, except talented. You know? Yeah. <laughs> just, right. What a comparison there. <laughs> We're all just putting our jerseys on. It's like, let Mikasa start That's this right. season. <laughs> <laughs> but but don't but don't you think though like just, you know, I know we're laughing at that but in terms of evaluating either the recruits that they are, have signed with Karan Davis and yeah. Chris Williams and Caleb Glenn or Dennis Evans or Sky Clark I guess if you know if he's you know an option uh, in somebody that they're they're thinking about bringing in or anybody else from the portal for this year I'm this is free PR advice. People will, Jeff Wall said it, hell, people will put up with a lot of different levels of achievement if they just feel like you you gave everything you had. Yeah. Now, they won't put up with, with less than they think that they should get forever, but people will understand it's not perfect. Like Louisville fans, one of the things that I think I have hated most about just sort of this constant bickering between what is like red and blue or something, you know, is just, just the idea. People are trying to make out fans as unreasonable, yeah. For after this year, and and I just don't think that that's the case. People really have not been wrong to react by and large the way they have this year. So things could be better, but overall, but people will will ride with a lot if they feel like you have at least emptied whatever you've got there in in whatever game we're talking about here. And that I think is somewhere where you can put, hold Kenny's feet to the fire more. Like, that has to be way better next year. Like, we can't be – I don't want to talk about effort next year at all. Or adjustments. Like, honestly, it's all that stuff. Effort's been a constant conversation piece all year, but, like, the lack of mid-game adjustments and things like that, like, it all feeds into that narrative you're talking about with 
not only like season long do I feel like you haven't tried every trick in your bag like I think in the individual games I just don't see a lot different you know and it's that's what gets frustrating at the end of the day where you're like man I I just I don't think that you're doing everything you can do as a coaching staff to change this and that's got to change like it just doesn't feel like you've I'm not saying he's not working hard please don't read into it like that just just like the you tell me about you know I just don't know if he knows how to reach them you know and you tell me that you can't do this or, or we can't do this and then I don't see any repercussions those sort of things like that's I don't feel like he's using every tool in his arsenal every tool in his bag every weapon in his arsenal to change things at least I hope he isn't because that doesn't bode very well you know for the future uh it just there has to be a tonal shift like before next year in addition to uh talent acquisition and you know uh player development whatever else you want to put on the list between now and next year <laughs> i i think the the biggest thing that has to be there and it's odd because i think when they hired kenny it, we all assumed it might be kind of ragged but they're going to get really good players while he sort of gets his footing as a X's and O's preparation game day coach in the one seat. And instead, I think people have this giant appetite for instead of it necessarily being like all blue chip guys. We'd love that. But, man, just give me some guys who work real hard. It's so funny. Like the, the appetite for what you want to see on the floor. Like, like I can deal with some in between in terms of like skills or whatever. But I damn well better see some far better effort than I saw this year. That to me, it feels like it has to be priority number one. Well, that's okay. So, and this is where they share blame. Like, cause there was, there was two sides of this where you're like, dude, we shouldn't be talking about effort in March ever, but I can't like, obviously there's accountability for the players, but also how can a coach not get his team to the point where we're not talking about effort in March. So like it's it's that's where like the accountability thing comes in and why people I think that and the the defensive performances year like the big reasons why people have concerns going forward in addition to the fact that the things that we thought he'd be good at wasn't good at in year one. You know, I just it just it's a lot of reasons to be concerned. And a lot of room for growth, and I hope that he takes advantage of that room for growth, Mark. He has to. 81-50-93-9, that's the number if you'd like to get in here. 38-31-93-9 for the UPS Jobs text line. You're welcome to hit us up uh, that way. We didn't mention School of Rock earlier, by the way, which is a phenomenal fake song. Is on there, and if you're just joining us here and wondering what we're talking about, uh, I just briefly mentioned that Rolling Stone put together a list of the top 50 songs by fictitious original songs by fictitious musical groups now some of them are actually musicians like the songs from from uh a star is born like shallow is on there mm-hmm. uh, but some I, that thing you do was number one and we had noted that all the songs we know from the blues brothers are all covers so that's a good reason for them to not yeah. uh be on there school of rock is on there uh some of those, it's a great list it really is a, a very good list 81-50-93-9, if you want uh, to get in here. We had a texture, by the way. He says, I just drove the ball 630 yards on the 15 <laughs> at Persimmon Ridge. Yeah, today's the day, man. Today is the day. Go to golf. Davey golfing today or tomorrow? <sighs> no. This, this weather's just not yours. Not What's today. The most extreme, we'll be off work at 6. <laughs> the extreme weather you've ever golfed in. Oh, I've, I've golfed in really low temperatures, and I've golfed in – driving thunderstorms have you so, ever done with the i'm forgetting the actor but the guy in caddyshack who's just golfing in the storm the you, bishop yeah have you ever done yeah. that with uh with with bill murray caddying for him yeah you know? i it's been close to that it's we've had like standing water on the green and in the holes just it was when i was young and stupid you know we're just we had to chip on the green because it was like two inches of water <laughs> oh my gosh yeah we we packed it up and went home after that but it was we pushed through as hard that, as we could. That does feel like sort of God's way of saying, like, like what are you doing? enough, guys. <laughs> you, yeah. You're going to hurt the course. Uh, and then, honestly, the thing that bothers me more than anything is, like, the gale force winds. When you have, like, 50-mile-per-hour gusts, it kills me, man. Like I say, I'm not worried about the 630-yard drive. I'm worried about the 63-yard drive after I just 
the drive that I just nut and it hits a wall at like 150 yards and falls straight down instead of going 280 like it's supposed to. Or you could be like me and I just, every time I walk up to the tee, I'm just like, don't miss the ball. Don't miss the ball. Don't miss the ball. It's like all I care. I literally do not care where it goes as long as I don't miss the ball. And then the first thing I did at the last Press Box Classic was miss the ball. (laughs) Was anyone – who was the most famous person around you for that incident? Ken Lola. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. And before Before you were a soccer coach. Before he worked for us, Ken Salvaggi was there, too. Oh, there you go. uh, And just so he was like, man, I hope I never have to work with that guy at the radio stuff. Yeah, exactly. I hope he's better at radio than he is at golf. Did did he roast you day one of him on the job? He's like, oh, you're the guy that that just whiffed the ball. (laughs) But that was my nightmare. Yeah, that was my nightmare. It was, was really just having to play golf. And then in front of other people, it didn't do much. Uh, uh, that's the playing. best. Like when I play on the – I have a little amateur tour that I play with locally. And on the first tee, there's often like a group of people watching, like other players. It's not like we have spectators. And I'll uh, – that's always like the top the top pressure moment of the tournament. We're just like, I got to hit a tee, ball or a tee shot on the first tee with people watching. I would. I don't know how anybody does it. It's the worst. The worst is when you get when you play through somebody, and they're like, "What?" Their whole group is watching you, and you're playing through. Watches you playing fast, and I always top. When you ask ask to play through, you're like, "I'm really serious about this. Watch how serious I am." Watch how serious. (laughs) I I have places to be. You know, I have to play through you guys. You're slow and you're terrible. Like I could be five under for the day going into that, and I would top a ball off the tee and go twenty yards. (laughs) Like I'll just pick up and go the next hole. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Don't look at me in the eyes. Just ride down 72 and just call it a day. <laughs> That's right. That's good. That's good. Ball, even bar for us the holes. <laughs> How much do you think the tone, if at all, the like the tone or the temperature or whatever, the, the dissatisfaction level, how much does it change if slash when – Dennis Evans in particular commits because that you know we're talking about a five-star shot blocker, un like unequivocal, highly rated kid, like the very kind of player we we had hoped that Kenny would be able to get uh, to come to Louisville. How how much do you think the conversation, the tone, all of that changes when it, that gets done? Well, I think it helps some, you know, because yeah, there's a lot of people. It's that not even, nothing. It's not nothing. Like a lot of people are are who are kind of monitoring the situation. I look at the Twitter responses and stuff. Most people's response to Dennis Evans' post right now is still like, I believe it when I see it, you know, <laughs> because we heard like right away, oh, he's a lock. And once again, it's been like a week, you know what I mean? And and then the week turns into two weeks and then three weeks. And then all of a sudden Dennis Evans is committed somewhere else. Um, I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. I'm very optimistic. I trust the people that have crystal balled him to us. I'm just saying that's what people are thinking right now until he commits. Until he signs on the dotted line. You know, like that's that's what people are gonna think for good reason. So I'm hoping hoping this happens sooner than later. It'll inject some optimism to certain sects of the fan base. But most people are gonna wait until the season rolls around. They see what it looks like on the court. That's that's just that's it. But there's there's plenty of people are are ready for optimism. I don't can I be I don't think that that's true. I, you don't I, think the second part's true? No, I don't think that even a majority of people are going to wait uh, and for for any kind of optimism. And I just, I my mind keeps going back to Satterfield and yeah. how miserable the tone was after the bowl game, and then how very, very, very quickly that tone changed with just a few recruiting successes. I agree uh, with last, that last early spring, and I, I suspect. Now, his results were never as bad as this year. So Kenny's starting from a much lower place, and I think in terms of, like, people's apprehension of or, you know, assessment of him as a coach, he's got a lot more to make up for. But a five-star center that's a, a very, very capable shot blocker would be spectacular. It would be an – I think it would do a lot for Kenny. Oh, I, I think that it would it would do a fair amount, but I'm, I mean, like I, – I think that as the season has, has, has gone on, like with Satterfield, it was so out of left field and it was not what you were expecting from him, you know, to get all these recruiting successes. We were expecting recruiting success with Kenny. Like, I, I mean, this is almost, for That's a lot a of point. people, it's just like, 
well, thank God he's finally. You know what I mean? He's finally got one. It's like why didn't you not do this last year? Right. Which yeah, but, but I, I understand. I to be, I hate that. I don't want to do that. I, I'm that's not, not what I'm saying. People. That's, that's not what I'm saying. I'm going to do. Hmm. That's. I'm not saying it's fair. I'm saying that this is just. This was expected to happen at some point from most people, and that's why it's not going to like. I don't think it's going to have as much of an effect on certain parts of the fan base, and other people are looking for anything to grab onto. And Which I think is, is the proper fan response, though. Well, I don't want to. I don't want to grade proper fan response at this point. I really don't. <laughs> it's, okay, that's the usual fan yeah. response is is to be optimistic about what you see. And I look. I, I've been. It's weird. I've been accused of being both a mouthpiece for Kenny and being out to. Oh, it's, Kenny. it's wild on those streets these days, man. Like I'm Twitter's just been pretty. But I, I will say this: when Dennis Evans commits. I am not interested in hearing from any of you who are like doesn't matter. He can't coach him anyway. Oh yeah, no. It's... I, I don't want to hear from you. You just I want you to the minute you almost text that to the show, send it to someone you hate. <laughs> but don't send it to me because I don't want to hear it. I reserve the right to still be really, really excited about a good recruit wanting to come to Louisville. I think most I think most people in the fan base will be excited about it. I'm just saying that, like, as far as changing the tone and everything, like, I, I, a couple of great recruits will really help that. But most people, I think, because they perceive this past season as an underachievement with the players they had, they're going to reserve their judgment until they see the players on the court. That's all I'm saying, for the most part. Not saying that there won't be an injection of optimism among a fair amount of the fans. Or you can send it to somebody I hate. There you go. That also works. I'll give you Spencer's phone number. Mark hates Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> just put me on blast. Why don't I'm you? just Spen- kidding. He, he loves. He Spencer. means Spencer Keatsman. Yeah, so he doesn't mean Spencer Brown. Send it all to Spencer Keatsman in Arizona. I think that would be great. <laughs> I thought you were going to say just text the 680 text. And he would have, filler, have so much fun with that, though. Yeah, if he starts sending it to them. <laughs> Look at I these love, miserable I... Louisville fans. <laughs> Texture says... Talk about the game. That's it. That's like I, that's I don't the think women's, women's game? game. The women's game. We spent like forty five minutes on it already. That we opened with and got the into the second The baseball game is on tonight. They're playing at the Astros facility. Can <laughs> <laughs> you do that? I don't know. I they are down in know. Texas this weekend though. That's pretty cool. It looks like that. That's yeah. It's, I guess this, this is the second time that Dan McDonald will have had the team playing in a Major League Baseball uh, stadium. Texture says this, Dave. I will be waiting to see the on-court results. This team had more talent than four wins. Saying you, I want to wait and see the the results before I like make some sort of other determination about Kenny. Fine. What that's, I, that's what, what I'm, I'm saying. I, I yeah, don't. I don't want to hear. I don't care about the five star center because oh, no. I don't think he's good. Like no, no one lives that way, and I don't want to live. That I'm, way. Not, I'm not. Yeah, hell no. Way. No, that that's a, that would be somewhat. He's gonna be a miserable. Like, no, a, I'm not doing just that. A, a, well, just, yeah, Kenny will ruin him. What? I mean, get out of here with that. Yeah, I just I hope. I, I, I hope he gets them. I hope he gets everybody he wants. I hope he has all the tools in the sh- that he he wants in the toolbox, so he can make the best. He has the best shot at it, and we have the best, most accurate determination, and ha- can have closure at the end of next year if that's the way we need to go, or we can have excitement for year three if he figures it out in year two. But I, I really don't want any wishy-washy results next year, <laughs> which is no. probably too much to ask. Well, I mean, I, I think we can maybe have some debate about what the final record and whatever ought to be, especially once we know what the roster is going to look like, which we are very far away from. <laughs> we are not going to know oh, what the no roster is going to look like for a while, right? But I, it has to look a lot different day one. Like that, to me, is the biggest thing. Is, is I don't think there's going to be an ounce of patience, quite frankly, nor ought there to be, especially if they turn the roster over. Let's just say, for instance, they bring four guys back. It's Lands and Mike James and a core four and JJ Trainer, and that's it. And then everybody else on the roster is a new face uh, for next year. Then all, everyone on the roster is back because of you and your choice, and everyone on the roster is here because of you and your choice. Exactly. Like, there will be zero minutes and zero seconds of any show we do. We won't spend a calorie talking about 
He's got to get his guys. His advantages to, or his disadvantages in the recruiting, right? In the it's portal or whatever. It's all like him. It's, There's no cloud. It's all what can you as coach and with your coaches make you with the roster that you have had now for going into year two. They got to look dramatically better. And I would hope that Ellis or or Jerry Eves or whatever would would be willing to at least say that. Yeah, I mean, you would hope. But I wouldn't hold my breath. Um, But (laughs) there's been some stats rolling around the last couple weeks I think are interesting and telling um, about how you build a roster in the modern game. Uh, I forget where this came from, but I read it multiple times. Um, I think it was something like 17 of the top 100 freshmen average double-figure scoring this year, and obviously there are other ways to break down impact on the game. But there were 62 of the top 100 transfers that averaged double figures or more. So if you ask how or the best way to quickly transform your roster and add impact scoring and flip the script in one year, it's not with freshman recruits. I think that's blatantly obvious. That just kind of reinforces that. So he has free reign in the most impactful um way you can change your roster which is in the transfer portal he has no cloud this year he's got no excuse and he's got a sack full of nil money make it happen all right so the texter a texter asked this question if the roster next year has sky clark and l ellis mike james Hunley hatfield dennis evans some point guard and then the signees jj trainer and that uh churchill abbas kid how about that? Is that a tournament team in your eyes? My answer to that should would be, be better be should be should yeah. be <laughs> better should be. be yeah should be is where I would I would say should be that's what I would say I would, yeah that ought to be a tournament roster uh, because I don't think the ACC is going to be out of this world good or anything next year either uh, it's a very vulnerable league right now uh, and that would be a, I think a pretty significant upgrade talent wise give you more options. And it would be 75-ish percent guys that have only played for you. Right. You know the and issue it, with that with that roster good. is it only technically adds two players in the portal. <laughs> the uh, Sky Clark and transfer point guard, as he put on the reserve list. Like, I, I, I don't think that's going to fly next year, you know? Like I don't with, think that many guys are coming back. I would be – I don't know where they're at. Like, I, I have not been thinking about Homely Hatfield coming back. Have you? A little bit, yeah. I think there's a lot of meat on that bone, to be honest with you. And I think the, I think he's – if, if you had to ask me right now, I actually think he's he's the most likely fifth guy back outside of the four that you mentioned. That would give them some front court options for sure. I don't think he's been – he hasn't been dominant, but he hasn't been bad. No, I think that he's, he's flashed a fair amount. He's been bad in, in stretches just like everybody else on this roster, but he's flashed a fair amount. Like, I have more faith in his ability maybe to grow as a player than some of the other options down there. Uh, but he's the fifth one. Like, if you asked me, there's five guys coming back. Who are the five? He's the fifth. But I don't know if there's five coming back. I don't know if there's three. You know, we, we don't know. But if you gave me, like, a list and say list the five or list the top five options, he would be my fifth. I agree. with. I think I agree with that Yeah, uh, as well. All right, it's, uh, it's time for something gas bag, right? It is. We get to mix up the conversation a little bit. Should be Let's a good do one. do that. Then. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you sounded like it. You really had conviction there. Jeez. Should I'm be excited a good one. about it. Haven't played it in two weeks. Well, let's take a break here. You guys know everything works best when you call in so that we can come right back and get right into it. So 8150, 93.9. We'll do something gas bag on the other side here on the drive on the end of it. Metro College is a program that helps students pay for tuition, and I didn't believe it. You have to work third shift, five days a week. It's a great and rewarding thing when you graduate. I would do it all over again, just like I just did. You know those buddies who magically become medical professionals when you're not at the top of your game? The ones who say, come on, muscle through it, but then also say, hey, you should probably see my specialist. Or surgery or pain meds. It's almost always false, false, and false. Athletico's physical therapists, the same therapists who work with professional athletes, can tackle those little aches and pains from the start, before they become big ones. So next time, don't believe everything you hear. Instead, start with Athletico. 
Schedule your free assessment at athletico.com. You're listening to The Drive, presented by Fitness Market, right here on 93.9 The Ville. Now, here's Mark Ennis. And Biggest Biscuit, also known as Dave Skull. Welcome back into The Drive here on 93.9 The Ville. Mark Ennis, Dave Skull here. It is time for... Stump the gas bag, uh, Spencer, or do we have some contestants here? We do not. Phone line's open, 8150-939. Get in while you can. Yeah, we need that. 8150-939, that's the number. We need you guys to call in here, take on uh, Dave or I. See, all it takes is one week. One week you're not doing it, and people don't call. It's been one week. I'm not (laughs) cutting off from there. I'm I'm boring that. (laughs) (laughs) I love that song. Uh, Look, we we need you. So, 8150-939, we need people... Uh, to call in here and uh, take one of us on, man. We need this. We need this. What was it's that? fun. We need this. I said it's fun. We do. Uh-oh, he's on the phone with somebody. There we go. That's the start. 8150-939. We need contestants here uh, for Stump. The gas bag uh, here. Looking like there's uh, clustering amounts of uh, power outages here. So everybody, please, be careful. We need this. We need you guys to uh, be careful out there. But yeah, that's Dude, the wind gusts everything. They were... I just retweeted uh, somebody that said the Ohio Valley still has 70-mile-per-hour gusts and everything. Yeah, yeah. It's going nuts. Did see, by the way, that in addition to the guys who ran well yesterday at the Combine for Louisville, Yaya and Yassir both, uh, the Keytro ran 4-4, 4-4-2. That's plenty good enough, uh, especially if he is going to have a future as a perhaps a slot corner because he is a pretty good tackler uh, in, in the NFL. I think that's good for him. Do you want to hear this real quick um, just before we get this guy on? Yeah. Uh, Keytrail Clark was the seventh highest corner at 4.42. Uh, Yaya Diaby was the sixth highest defensive end at 4.51. And Yasir Abdullah was the third highest linebacker at 4.47. Very good I think numbers. Yassir, I think Yasir is going to have an, uh, a lot of options. I think he is. He can play a lot of different schemes and, and has more than one skill set. Like He's not just a pass rusher. I think he can cover. He can run. I think he's... He can plug him in in a couple different places. I think he's here's going to play. Yeah. No, I feel great about all three of those prospects, and those are really good numbers. The measurables were good. Like, I, It's good to see Keytrail off the injury and everything. Like, He's had a really good offseason since the end of the year, um, and that just contributes to it. All right, Spencer, are we good? Phone lines are now full, so that's Boom, all we need. I can't it. see it because I, it's down. Our thing is down. The server is with the – anyway – Go ahead. All right, well, let's <laughs> hit it. Our guys know a lot about sports. Bend over, I'll show you. Clay Travis is still a dumbass. I'm, a, I'm in. I'm all the way in. I love a giant turkey leg. They know they're cheating. Check their blood for Osterine. They're cheating again. But we want to level the playing field. Give their brains a real test. Curse my balls. And we want you to get involved. So here's your shot. Can you stump the gas bag? All right, back after a week hiatus. We'll lead off things with Evan. Evan, how's it going this beautiful Friday? I wouldn't call it beautiful, but it's going great. All right, do you want to take on Mark or Dave today? Uh, let's go with Mark. All right. All let's right. Do this. Hope you guys are ready for this. Let's start off with a little bit of sports here. Yesterday was the 61 year anniversary of the day that Wilt Chamberlain set the NBA record for scoring 100 points in a game. What city was that game played in? Oh, gosh. Oh, I don't know. I feel like I, it's like just outside of my mind. Oh, this makes me crazy. Gas bag. Go ahead. Boston. Ooh, good guess. He was handicapping you there, buddy. He thought maybe it was it was you, Spencer, because of the Boston connection. <laughs> oh, maybe. No, we used to do that Boston. with uh, – Yeah, you got to play the man, right? We, yeah, yeah. We, no, so we used to do yeah. that with uh, – with, Hey, we just throw the Colts in there. Every yeah, time. with uh, – <laughs> process all the time yeah. the philly questions i surrender i do not know dave do you have a guess <sighs> i it's not milwaukee is no. It? no so he played for the philadelphia warriors they yeah. played the new york knicks but the game actually took place in hershey pennsylvania that's right i knew that yeah they played a, r- a random game in hershey, hershey pa yeah, yeah. I, I, it's a beautiful of course. city 
Or not maybe not beautiful. It's a fun city. I've been there a few times. I've I've been to the Hershey Park. All right. So I had to change this question up a little bit because of the first segment. You'll understand why in a second. March second, nineteen eighty two, the rock mockumentary This is Spinal Tap was released. Huh. Who directed it oh, in on. his directorial debut? Come on, guys! The directorial debut. Can you repeat oh. it? Yeah, so March second, nineteen eighty two, the rock mockumentary This is Spinal Tap was released. The answer was gonna be This is Spinal Tap, but we talked about it already the yeah. first hour. Um, so who directed This is Spinal Tap? It was this guy's directorial debut Come on, as well. Guys. Oh, I know this. It's Rob Reiner. A uh, guess bag, Rob Reiner. Sorry. Yeah, I was going to say, you guys say guess bag, Mark, but... Yeah. Took me a second. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to jump there, but yeah. Rob yeah. Reiner, for sure. Yeah. Okay. Not a bad start. Not yeah. a bad... That's one yeah, great Mark. next got... decade, too. Yeah. He was meathead first for a bit, and then he goes directing. But anyway, back to some sports questions here. Uh, uh, Evan's got to get this to stay in here. Earlier this week, this hockey player became the fifth player ever to record five straight multi-goal games. Name him. I got nothing. Just any hockey player that's active. <laughs> is that the question now? Just, just literally name a hockey player. Just name a hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, remember the celebrity Jeopardy? Remember that? It was like write anything. <laughs> write a, a any, number. Was, yeah, any yeah. number. And he wrote 11 or something. Yeah. Threeve. <laughs> Threeve. That was it. Yeah. Right where you are uh, right now. Yeah. Saki players had not know. five straight games know. with multiple goals. No, no idea. No idea. It's Connor McDavid. No idea. Yeah, it's McDavid. <laughs> <laughs> Just go with the guy who's the front row for the MVP. Hell yeah. Dave got it. But anyway, that Mark won anyway. So thanks again, Evan, for playing. Try again next week if you Appreciate want it, to. Evan. All right, thanks, guys. All thanks, right, Evan. Who's next? We got a uh, regular caller, James. James, how's it going, man? What's going on, guys? Do you want to take on Biscuit, or do you want to take on Ennis today? Give me Biscuit. All right, Dave, he's standing now. He's ready for this. (laughs) He's like Jeff Walls here. He's raring to go. I want to talk about Jeff Walls after I'm done with this, if that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Call in for the second hour. Yeah, call call (laughs) in right after the uh, stuff the gas bag's done. Yeah. Okay, so all right, okay, all right. All right, let's let's look at what college basketball is going on. March second, two thousand four, this Atlantic Ten men's basketball team completed its perfect regular season. Gas bag, St. Ahead, Joe's. Dave. Yes, but no. Gas bag. That was a good team too. Yeah, Jameer that was Nelson. Awesome, man. Yeah. The Phil Martelli, right? Yeah, uh, I believe so. Gas bag. Dave's like, I know. <laughs> so I'm getting this in. Dave's incredible. going to be aggressive going early here. <laughs> that, was, that was great, man. <laughs> All right. March 2nd, 1989. This Madonna song was featured in a Pepsi commercial. It caused a Gas lot of... Bag. Go ahead, Dave. Like a prayer. It, Dave's just having no remorse oh, today. No Boom. mercy at all. <laughs> He's ready. James, I'm sorry, man. But you can call back in four o'clock. Call, call us back sorry. after the break. No, 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 no. no. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. No, no. James. Okay. Yeah. Talk about talk about Jeff Walls okay. right now. That was too fast. It's, Let's it's hear it real quick. Show Jeff, Walls, Jeff Walls today uh, on his press conference, he, I heard I heard him say that he told somebody that if they didn't do what they were supposed to do this week, they weren't coming to the tournament. Did I hear that right? I didn't hear. I, I didn't mean, hear his press. He afterwards. also told someone to get their head out of their ass too. Yeah, I heard that. Well, hang on now. But 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 my point is, he told them what to do. They did it, and they got the goal. Right. I think another coaching staff might need to think about that. Well, I think that, that James, thank you for the call, buddy. I appreciate, appreciate it. James. No, I, that's, look. I think that that's the most, that's the fairest, most substantive criticism of Kenny that has contributed to the team being as bad as it was is I think he, it, he intended to try to kind of love these guys into good behavior and they've taken advantage of him. It hasn't yeah. worked. Like there has to be some kind of accountability when they don't do things right. All right. Well, final contestant of Stump the Gas Bag Day. We got Jerome. Jerome, how's it going, man? Good. Good afternoon, guys. Do you want to take on Skull or do you want to take on Ennis today? I want Skull. Oh, well, Dave just went quick two for two without me finishing the question. So, but we're locked in. It's Dave Skull. We got Jerome. So let's start. Should I go give Dave a hockey question too, Mark? Yes. I already <laughs> had my hockey answer. <laughs> you had it, but let's see if you get this one here. No. <laughs> No, listen, this is a different ball game when you, it's your question. Yeah. Now, so I am being like padding this one in a little bit. Yesterday, the Boston Bruins set the record for fastest to 100 points. If you're not familiar with hockey, 
You get two points for a regulation or just a win. And if you lose in overtime, you get one point. Not a fan of it, but that's another story for another day. With 61 games, so they set the fastest to 100 points. Who held the previous record for fastest to 100 points? Gas bag. Go ahead, Dave. The Islanders. Get off our show! Oh, hit the wrong, hit the wrong button. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, oh, you got not. it wrong? You got it wrong, you're fired. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's right now. Get talk- <laughs> Dave, we just talked about accountability, damn it. Yeah, you're out of here. Hockey question. Get out of here. You got it wrong. Go. I'm sorry, Dave. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> that was great. I'm about to use that drop again. <laughs> that was amazing. Anyway, Jerome, you got any uh, hockey teams you want to throw out there Man, for? I'm- I'm clueless about hockey, but I'll just go with the other New York team. I'll say the Rangers. <laughs> what? No, it was the uh, Montreal Canadiens. Yeah, Mark Canadians. got it right. Canadians yeah. back in the 70s. I was thinking Islanders with their 80s run. Yeah, they yeah. Uh, it wouldn't be bad. I guess Lightning a few years ago was like 63. Yeah. Like it was the second most ever. Anyway, let's go. That, some that team lost in the first round. Too. Yep. Mm-hmm. Let's go pop culture here. March 2nd, 2020. This member of Public Enemy was kicked out of the group after playing for free. At a Bernie Sanders concert, he would later return to the group a month later, though. But he was briefly <laughs> kicked out of Public Enemy for doing a free concert at a Bernie Sanders event. Gas bag. Go ahead. Flav of Flav. Yeah. yeah, it was like him, Chuck D, like yeah. someone else. If you want. All right. It, okay, just for a second. You think about the life of things that Flavor Flav has done. Right, and that's what happened. That's what got him that kicked out. That was the deal breaker for Public Enemy, even if it was just for a short time. Like, geez, that's Bro, not... he played for free. Can't do that. No, you can't do that. <laughs> can't do that. I and mean, like... it had nothing to do with where he played is the fact that he didn't charge. You can't do that stuff that's with all the rest is. of the group. Can't but use can't... our group name and go I play for free. You... But you can't be mad at anyone who performs free at a freaking Bernie Sanders. Apparently you like, can. I guess so. <laughs> Apparently you can if it's Flavor Flav. He used the he used the public enemy name, buddy. You can't do it. All right. So let's go back to sports. Jerome, you got to get to stay alive because Dave's up one nothing. Yesterday, this team became the first team in NBA history to win consecutive games by 15-plus points after trailing by 10 or more at halftime. Name them. Oh, man. I'm not sure on this one. Hmm. This team down 15, down double digits at halftime, came back, won by double digits. Uh, I'm just going to go with Or Cavs. dibble digits, as we say on our show. <laughs> Thank you Cavaliers. for the courtesy laugh. What would you say, Jerome? Cavaliers. No. Dave, you got a guess here? <sighs> I got, I'm between two teams. Well, guess one of them. Gas bag, the Blazers. Hmm. <laughs> You said the Warriors like, was the other guess. Then it's the Warriors. Is that the other guess? No, it was the Suns. Was my other guess. Uh, well, no, it was the Warriors. Jerome, thanks for playing, man. Thanks, Jerome. Have a good weekend. Yeah. <laughs> we got any residual questions? Yeah, we got a few. I can go through Let's real quick it. here. Uh, yesterday, Luca and Kyrie became the 22nd pair of NBA teammates to score 40 plus in a game. They're also the third to do it this season. Name one of the other duos. It's a duo that scored 40-plus points in the same game this year. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, and it's not one. It's not like a Tatum or Brown or like Curry oh, and Thompson. It's not Brown, one yeah. of those duos. Okay. Uh, it's a little bit of local ties to both, actually. Nikola Jokic and Jamal Murray. Mm. Not a bad guess. No. Shea, Gilgis, Alexander, and somebody else for OKC. Mm. No. no. So the answer was Malik Monk and De'Aaron Fox yeah, I together. That. Well, that was actually oh, yeah, recently. Yeah. yeah. And then earlier this year, Donovan Mitchell and Karis LeVert had a 40 yeah, piece was, in the same game. When you game. said local ties, I figured it was Donovan and whoever Karis. else is on Cleveland. Anyway, let's and get... another Cavalier. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I got a few pop culture. I'll just run through it quickly here. March 3rd, 1982, this Bruce Willis TV show debuted on ABC. Moonlighting. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I didn't. Yeah. Take gas back. Sorry. All right. This. Did sing- you guys know that? Hold on. Did you guys know when Die Hard first was screen tested with like focus groups and such, they laughed at Bruce Willis as the main character, yeah. and they actually early on removed him from the poster and the the cover art and stuff for the movie because he was not taken seriously as a uh, as action, an action actor. Yeah, yeah, and he was so much different physically because the '80s was all about like you know Schwarzenegger and yep, Stallone. big yeah, big. Burly dudes and Bruce Willis not very big. Yeah, Yeah. he just kind of a he's normal sized guy wearing a you know I don't know 
white tank <laughs> yep. top. And just, what like, the hell happened there? You just like bailed out in the broke. middle of your you know, sentence. Yeah, I was going to say, while, you're all right? Jeez. <laughs> the brain broke. Hit reset. Yeah, right. Okay. This singer, perhaps best known for being in two duets at the end of 80s movies, was born on this day in 1947. Those songs would go on to win Grammys, actually. You guys would know the answer. Deborah Winger? No, not Deborah Winger. <laughs> Deborah Winger. Sing, my knowledge. <laughs> she doesn't sing. She was in one of the Linda movies, Ronstadt. though. She's in the movies, though. Linda Ronstadt? No, it's Jennifer Warnes. Oh, that's that's who I meant. Yeah, Sorry. you know, that's, from that's Officer and Gentleman. I said, I said the actress instead of the singer. <laughs> yeah, the actress. Like, I, I know that Deborah Winger's an actress. Like, yeah. just my mind. Okay. My mind had them. Good. You know what and I'm I saying? Guess like when singer, you have a bunch of names it that are, better. it's like oh, I'll just pick a name out. <laughs> you have, all, you have a bunch of names that are associated with uh, the movie. Winger. I'm sorry, Jeremy, not a bad guess. Yeah, obviously. Warrens and Winger are not that. You know, they're yeah. both W's. Pull like out. it just the mind, the mind fires in a weird well, way. Let's sometimes. see how you guys fare on this next question here. March second, 1990. This film, the first to feature the character of Jack Ryan, was released. Name it. The very first film with Jack Ryan. The Hunt for Red October. It is the hunt yeah. for October. Yeah. <laughs> and then lastly, I had no idea Jack Ryan was. Yeah, it's the Alec, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Yeah, I don't. Did. I didn't remember it as Jack Ryan though. It, that one's a little different because the cast is more broad and he's not really. And Connery's like the lead act, yeah. lead billing of it. And everybody thinks of all the other guys in it. Yeah. And then lastly, let's go this March fourth, twenty sixteen. This Disney film was released. The soundtrack features Shakira. It's pretty popular. Great film. They announced there's gonna be a sequel uh, to it recently. Zootopia. It is Utopia. Yeah. There you go. Kids movies. I've actually never seen now. Utopia. No, I have. I have. I, was, I watched that it. Was, Utopia was pretty good. No, I, I watched it last year. It was pretty good. Oh, it's so underrated. This is a Godfather reference in there. There's a Breaking Bad reference in there. I, don't, I remember my dad like loved the uh, the slots at the DMV. Like, he thought that yes, was that's, that's so accurate. <laughs> it's pretty great. I do like when the kids movies occasionally throw in kind of an oblique reference to something that's clearly for the dads for and the moms dads and, and moms, grandmas yeah. and uncles and aunts that are there taking kids to the movie. I do appreciate when they do that. What's All right, so are we done with the questions? Yeah, we're done with the questions. What is the most like emotionally affecting moment of any animated movie for you? Like or sequence? Uh, uh, it is this is very easy. Opening of up, yes, like running away, or yep. or the very end of Coco. Oh, Coco, yeah, that's it. It's it's the first. Like, 10 I don't minutes think this, of those two are first bout Hall of Famers or everything from the pit on in Coco. So like the last thirty minutes or so. See for like, me, absolutely tear like tear my heart out. I am. There just are some scenes that are also thirty minutes. Yeah, of for Coco. me, I just love the Toy Story movies. At least the first three. They're pretty so great. Toy Story three, like that scene. I mean, I was like. 11 years ago when it came mm-hmm. out so that obviously i was sad with that no but that one's up that'll there. get you for sure there were a couple in term, moments in like uh inside out i think that's, oh, yeah, that that's what good. i was gonna like, say inside out has a couple where like some of the core memories crumble and you, oh, you know, the kid, like that that was hard for me because the I name of her things. imaginary friend uh bing yeah. bong right bing bong bing, thank you yeah. yeah like it when when she's they're flying away from him and he's disappearing and it's very You'll make Riley proud. Oh, my God. Yeah. But honestly, like, Coco is my favorite animated movie of all time. Great movie. It's so good. In the last 30 minutes are emotional terrorism, but I love it. Like, I had a class. <laughs> but I love it. I had a class in college. It was my first year, and the professors didn't want It was like a two-and-a-half-hour class. He yeah. just didn't want to teach one day. He's like, I'm just going to put Coco on for a class today. And I'm like, it, okay, fine by us. It's a great If film. I had tenure, I'd do that probably a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a film because I took a couple of film study classes. It wasn't even one of those. It was just a class that she was like, I don't feel like teaching. We're gonna watch Coco today. It's like comparative economics, and you're like, we're gonna watch Coco today. <laughs> I, I think it's a great movie, but that scene, the scene where he sings to the grandma at the end, is is uh, I fall apart fall every time, apart. man. And it, honestly, for me, it's from the pit on to the end. Yeah, and it just kills me. So, if you guys feel like you need a good cry. uh yeah, Texture says Mufasa and the Stampede. It's pretty awful. Very good. Pretty awful. One of the early ones that really, that really messed. That was when Disney was really hitting their stride and like we're going to make adults cry. All right, <laughs> is there a scene or something in a movie that makes you cry that isn't like an obvious? This is supposed to make everybody cry. Oh man, is this like any movie or just uh, animated, animated kids movies? movie? Yeah. Okay. Like for me, the whole this is so dumb, but just whatever. I don't care. <laughs> The whole scene where Johnny sings at the end of Sing and his dad is like, I have to get out of here. And basically, like, erupts out of a prison to go watch him sing. Oh, wow. And 
and celebrate and then like you know it was like i'm so proud of you at the end like i you know i miss my dad so that that's a good one. Oh yeah anything time. with fathers and sons is gonna get you yep. yeah every time can't i have to think about that about for a minute now. maybe <laughs> Yeah, it's not an obvious one. I'm trying to just think because I just grew up on Disney, so I'm trying to think back to the, those movies. But nothing's oh, like, not an animated kids movie at all, but just a movie scene that makes me fall apart. Period. Every time, without fail, the scene at the end, close to the end of Sixth Sense, where he's sitting in the car with his mom, and he kind of can feel oh, like he's God. he's gonna come clean here, and like they're gonna connect, you know. And he says, she says, every day. And, and the like, question what is, did you ask her? And the question was, do yeah. I make you proud? Yeah, from like, like from the dead grand, like from her, from her mother. Yeah, I it's, can't take that. That I tell you, I'll give you one. That's here's the most embarrassing movie that I cry to because it's not a good movie. Not sing. <laughs> no, that's Sing's I mean, a great film. So. <laughs> it's it not a good movie, but the end of it is like incredibly sad, and that's Click. Oh, wow. it's not a, like it's a Sandler movie. It's really not good. But yeah. then, like when he's dying <laughs> at the yeah. end, and his son, spoiler alert, by the way, like uh, in the rain, and his son is there, and it's just like, "I love you," and it's another father-son thing, and it's just like this. Why am I crying at an Adam Sandler movie? <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of that's am. not fair. Like, I'm not safe air, anywhere. Yeah, I'm not safe Con anywhere. Air, like the end of that, where he is reunited with his daughter after being in prison. That's kind of a sad. Which moment. one? I didn't hear you. Con Air. Con Air. Like that one, like, especially because you got a uh, no the song. Spencer, I've you never seen Con Spencer, Air. I, I've seen Con yes, Air. Yes, I have. Times, yeah. Shut up. It's a rewatchable buddy. You. You are the only living person who cried in Con Air. I didn't. Cry I probably did. I didn't cry Con Air. In fact, if you've ever if you've ever enjoyed the podcast, how did this get made? Which does a great job, kind of roasting, kind of cruddy movies. The episode on Con Air is astoundingly funny. How about this? Oh, okay. Somebody just texted Marley and me. I have avoided that movie for this very reason. Oh, Dave's too much of a dog. Guy. Same. Uh, the end of Turner and Hooch uh, ripped my oh. heart out. Oh yeah, yeah. Every time I I can't watch it. I it's one of the saddest movie deaths in history, and it's the dog. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, but like the end of, like if you're a dog person, Turner and Hooch, even if you're not, but if you're a dog person, man, Turner and Hooch will absolutely destroy you. They destroy you, kill you. All right. We're going to take a quick break here and come back. We're going to get out of our feelings on the other side here on the Drive on the Thunderbolt.